Dear Swatch County, Colorado, did you really not learn your lesson? Did you enjoy my company so much that you want me back? Uh, to catch up those of you who might just be citizens barely paying attention to what your government is up to in Swatch County, let me fill you in. Going back to December 10th, I was driving through your, your beautiful land, beautiful air through the town of Center, Colorado, and was stopped in my peaceful travels for not having a license plate on my truck by three officers of the Center Police Department that led to my incarceration in solitary confinement for 12 days over warrants that were no longer active at all, actually closed, resolved legal issues, and a false accusation of me illegally uh, having, possessing psilocybin mushrooms with intent to distribute. Now, it's not untrue that I was doing that. Uh, it is untrue that I was guilty of it in any legal sense, as it is my right as a member of the Oklahoma Wayhead Native American Church, uh, as well as a self-declared Wiccan under U.S. law, precedent, First Amendment, blah, 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 to possess personal amounts for psilocybin, for sacrament, and for distribution for religious purposes. In this case, I'm saying, yes, I am using this as anti-suicide medication as well for veterans with our nonprofit, Home for Battle Buddies, homefrontbattlebuddies.org. Please check it out. You can donate. You can support. You can volunteer. We're getting this off the ground and already <laughs> having to do a little dancing with the government goonies. This time it's from Swatch County and then using Yavapai County Sheriff's Department to do some of their dirty work to try to serve me with papers today. So I did 12 days in solitary before the uh, district attorney officially declined to prosecute and filed a motion to have the charges dismissed. But ah. What a victory. Of course, it was with pre without prejudice, which means that hypothetically they can bring it back. And so today, I should, I should back up. On Christmas Day, you know, I was thinking about all of the ways that I could get my revenge on those cops. Because when you get bullied, I mean, man, you want to fight back at the bully. You know, you want to you hit them in the nose and make them run away to, to mommy and you, you want to stand up. I mean, my parents raised me to stand up to bullies. I don't know about yours, but that's what I was raised to do. But there's a better way to stand up to bullies than that. Because I was thinking, you know, what what about, what can I do for, you know, for, for suing the pants off everybody involved? Like, I, get, I mean, wrongful arrest, violation of Fourth Amendment rights, property damage, the abuse of my animals. I mean, my dogs, my puppies, my freaking puppies, Thelma and Louise, were left outside in the middle of December in freezing Colorado temperatures, unattended, unable to be picked up, sub-freezing, sub-freezing temperatures. So uh, there's a lot of stuff I could sue for. And I told them, I thought, you know what, though? It's Christmas. In the spirit of Christmas. Let's, let's practice what we, we preach for cops. De-escalation, right? Why, why go to why go to lawsuits and court battles? And, and so I mean, I wrote them a letter, the uh, the Kokesh Christmas letter on Captain Freebeard letterhead, of course, saying, "Look, let's let's uh, let's de-escalate this, and I'll 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 make you an offer." So I'm open to negotiation, and unfortunately, this is how the negotiation has to happen because you know what? I don't want I don't want to call anybody a coward, you know, judge actions, not people. But really, they're going to come back at me with a summons, try to paper fuck me. Instead of talk to me, I've been trying. So I wrote this letter, sent it out 
on Christmas, right? Christmas Day. Sent it to the three county commissioners of Sawatch County. Sent it to the DA for the district that includes Sawatch County, District Attorney Alonzo Payne. I sent it to County Sheriff Dan Warwick, who met with me while I was incarcerated, who seemed like a good guy. Seemed like he wanted this thing resolved probably like he wanted them to do the right thing. Uh, and I sent it to Chief Meek, Dale E. Meek, Chief of Police of the Center Police Department. And I called and uh, everybody I could have with this. And I got no response. I called Monday to reach out. Um, and nothing. I called back today to follow up so I'd have at least something to report for tonight's episode of Adam versus the man. Nothing. There's more voicemails and messages and we'll get back to yous. And yeah, right. And then I get a text message today. And you can I, I put this on Twitter. I put this on our telegram. T.me slash Adam versus the man for it around. I got a text message today <laughs> from Deputy Hubble. You have a pie county sheriff's office. And a deputy Hubble, like, uh, you know, there are a lot of good people around here who work for Yavapai County Sheriff's Department. Good men. Good women. Who genuinely do their best to serve the people of Yavapai County. But, you know, doesn't matter how much honey goes with your poison. Honey, 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 poison. You still kill freedom all the same. And Deputy Hubble, for whatever your intentions may be of just following orders, you're getting paid to help somebody do something evil to bully me in a way that most people aren't capable of standing up to the bully at all. Even like this, talking about publicly, just having the, the confidence to say, fucking come at me, bro. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Fuck you. Most people can't do that. So I will. If I have to stand between them and you, the bully, I will every day of the week. You guys are bullies. You're fucking bullies. The whole everybody. The, the drug war is bullying people on behalf of Big Pharma and all the other special interests profiteering from. You can't deny that. That's why I won the case. And so we, big legal question. I got to figure this out. Maybe someone can send me a link or a decisive answer. Maybe any attorneys in the audience send me an email, adam at thefreedomline.com after you see this. But I was told that this is for a summons for a civil matter in, or in, in, uh, in Colorado. He didn't say what county, but I'm guessing it's a watch. I don't know. They bump this up to a state civil case of some kind and then send me a summons. And then deliberately go to my county of residence and have Yavapai County Sheriff's Office do their dirty work of delivering their threat. Because that's what it is. What's a summons? Show up or else. Eventually, we will come and get you. We use force. If you resist, we will use force against you. It's, it's comply or die. A summons is a comply or die threat. So yeah, Deputy Hubble, know what the fuck you're doing. You just issued me a comply or die threat on behalf of bullies for the pharmaceutical industry, which makes you essentially like you're a bully for the pharmaceutical industry. Doesn't matter, you know, how many, uh, how many, how many trucks you pull out of the snow, how many, how many kittens you pull out of trees, how many people you help, as a, as a, how many, how many. Toys for Tots drives, you do like the Marines. I saw that stuff on the Chino Valley newspaper. Yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, you stand around in your uniform and look like you're serving the community when you're responsible for all the greatest evil that is visited upon us by government because you, like I was when I was in the Marines, you are the trigger puller for politicians. You are the threat of their force. 
And I don't know who it is now, but I'm going to fucking find out. Was it, was it DA Alonzo Payne who made this decision? Oh, we're going to keep coming after him. So anyway, big question though. They come a summons for a civil something. Civil, what is it? Civil summons. So not criminal? What, are you trying to sue me for bullying, for being the victim of bullying? Oh, okay, you have a pike, or excuse me, Swatch County, now we're talking. Okay, Swatch County government, you want to dance? Let's dance. You didn't learn your lesson the first time? You fucked with the wrong Marine. So I don't know what's next. What are we calling for people to do now, Joey? Call the DA, right? Call the DA. Absolutely. Call the DA, Alonzo Payne. We got a phone number, right? Um, I have it in... Let's see. In uh, Telegram? No. Um, it's in there somewhere. I want I want people to have the number that I called. We will um, but no, no, we're going to get this on screen right now. I want everybody to leave a message. Because this is, uh, let's see, DA Alonzo Payne. There's a number for his office online. It's, it's just a public number. Um, you got the number in the text that I sent out there for um, Deputy Hubble, but I don't really care about Deputy Hubble's role in this. Unless he really comes at me, you know. Um, someone is saying that that uh, I'm seeing some messages here on Telegram and on text messages that they're going to come at me. Uh, they're going to come knocking on my door. Well, nah, it's one of, the, one of the luxuries of living off grid. Like, nah, you can't. You can't just come knock on my door. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Um, if I want to be a fugitive from your warrant, so to speak, or from your summons or your service of papers, I will until you say what the fuck you're doing. Cause this is just some cowardly shit. You're going to hide whoever it is in Colorado. You're going to hide behind the guns of Yavapai County Sheriff's office. You're not even going to talk to me directly. You're not even like, and I don't know, maybe this is procedural shit. Maybe it's all just, maybe it's all just a misunderstanding, but really I'm going to make sure I, we're going to send this link. I want everybody send this link. We got the email, right? I want to make sure that the email is is um, is out there because this isn't the one that I sent uh, on Christmas Day, and I and and this is now at the attorney, the district attorney's level. So it is Alonzo Payne, just the way it sounds. Jim, type this out: A L O N Z O P A Y N E. Alonzo Payne at gmail.com. That's his public email address. But like, what, what's he going to do now? I mean, if this is if this is their position, then I'm going to come at them and, and say, you know what? All right. <laughs> Lawsuit time. And I don't even have to answer your summons because I don't recognize your authority because what you're doing is wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. And you know it. And I would rather face the consequences of that than let you get away with it. I'd rather face the consequences of facing up to this bully and exposing you for who you are and what you are than just cowering like you expect me to. No. And I am so grateful. I have people backing me up. We'll do this. We'll keep phone bombing and email bombing. There it is, alonzopain at gmail.com. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> and our producer is also babysitting tonight, actually with a baby <laughs> on his lap I saw in the pre-show. But, yeah, that's it. Jim Freedom. Kicking ass on the boards as always, Alonzo Payne at gmail.com. Uh, what, what I want to get the number that I used because it was the actual number for the uh, district attorney's office. Yeah, Alonzo Payne for Colorado's 12th district office. 
Um, do we have that actual number before I go and risk? Let's see. It should be on my phone here. It's not going to. Am I still on? Does it kill me? You just died. I just died. You just I come back. All right. Now I'm back. You're back. Um, but you're going to just have to hear me on Joey's phone. No, my phone. It's on, oh, it's not audio. Is it still got my audio? Am I still on? I, I don't know. Oh. I hear what you hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you see me. I, I'm, I still look on screen. Then I'm You're frozen. I'm frozen. Well, the number I called for Colorado here. Uh, oh, geez. I don't know if this is the right number or not. 7200768. No. Who was the last one I called? First one was the DA. 719. Jim, write this down. This is it. 719-655-2525. That is the office for uh, District Attorney Alonzo Payne. And they, they, before, wouldn't they say, well, you can't talk to him. He's not the one handling your case. You have to talk to uh, the, the assistant district attorney for Sawash County. And what? he doesn't fucking call back either. And you know what? I'll tell you, Dan Warwick, people like working for you. Say you're a good guy. I told him when I after I met with you when I was in jail, he's either a good guy or he's a great actor, but we're going to find out. And guess what? I'm putting you on the spot with this right now, Mr. Warwick, Sheriff of Swatch County, because it's up. You you had a role in this. And you still have a role to play in this if you want it. Or you could just let the D.A. do their thing and keep their bullying up. Or you could respond to this letter. I would be happy to negotiate with just you. I'm willing to let all my demands or my offer, I should say, my requests, because I am offering you in the spirit of the holiday season the chance to avoid the lawsuits and the embarrassments that I could exact upon you in order to hold you accountable. Yes, these are threats. Yes, I am threatening you. These are legitimate threats, righteous threats, threats of accountability, threats of holding you accountable to the law and the public who you claim to serve, the people of Sawatch County who I would definitely encourage, especially to join us in this call and email flood and demand that your government do the right thing in this case. Because I made a very magnanimous offer to say, no, you don't have to. No, you can. You don't. You, we don't have to go the confrontational way. No, we can go the peaceful way. We can settle this. We can have negotiation. I'll save you a lot of money. I'll save you a lot of heartache. And I'll save you a lot of embarrassment. All you have to do is the right fucking thing. And I got to say, I am so. I, I, I was given a moment of hope there when I was released that Sawatch County government had a little more integrity than this, but apparently not. And I, I really, this comes down to Sheriff Dan Warwick. And the DA, maybe they're arguing behind the scenes and maybe the, the, maybe the sheriff is. But you know what, sheriff? If that's the case, fucking talk to me like a man. As the representative of the people, as the elected senior law enforcement officer in the county, fucking take a phone call, man. God damn it. Have some, have some integrity. Because this is, you should be embarrassed by how you're handling this. Sheriff Dan Warwick, you should be embarrassed by how your county government is handling this, but you personally, you don't have the wherewithal to take a phone call from me and all this. You're because you're you're going to let them send a threat instead through through Yavapai County sheriffs. 
Really? Really? All right. We'll see about that. So anyway, looking for legal advice tonight. What does it mean? A civil warrant? Civil summons? Does that mean it's not a felony? Does that mean it's for something else or that is this for a court date? What do we have here? Joey, Joey, just doing your job is not an acceptable answer to violating the rights and freedom of the American people. Amen. Yeah, it's kind of what it comes down to. All right, with that, Jim, give us the producer notes. What's going on? I got <laughs> from the babysitting for uh, a little bit. The daddy came, his, her daddy came home, so that's good. Um, I hope you all are enjoying the show. We got those numbers up there for you to contact and that Alonzo Payne at Gmail. Those are the most important things of the week. But also, just so you know, t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's where you should be going to keep up with everything that's going on with the show and naturally everything that's related with the star of the show, Mr. Kokesh. So all of this stuff is is getting updated at t.me forward slash Adam versus the man as well. Everyone's welcome to join that. We're trying to pile it up as much as possible. So get yourself on it. Patreon.com forward slash anniversary man. If you want to financially support the show, uh, we got one, five, 10, even $50 a month packages. You can get yourself into the private producers club uh, where we give uh, private conversation and we get a link to you can visit backstage during each show, all kinds of cool perks. So check out patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. And one more thing, the homefront battlebuddies.org. Adam's been talking about it frequently. It's making a lot of different moves. And this current situation, he's even uh, talked about it a few times. This current situation could affect homefront battle buddies and, and maybe even, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but cause it to, Get better faster you know it might accelerate yeah. front battle buddies.org so. yes I, I mean like i said on the show uh last week i i'm just i'm at the point now like this is the most you can come at me with for personal possession of mushrooms if i got to manage my liability to like okay well i never own more than an ounce at a time fucking come at me bro we're gonna start advertising publicly that we are growing and giving away mushrooms to veterans here and maybe that's what triggered them they're like oh my gosh we can't let them get away with that all right Let's dance again. Last time, it came out very well for me. Got a lot of free promotion out of it, and I put you in your place. And I got a bunch of lawsuits pending out of it. So, like, what you you're just like Gap or Sawatch County? It's like you're just digging the hole deeper for yourselves right now. Um, yeah, they will do whatever. Christopher Schnack, Schnack, they will do whatever they can to screw you over, take your freedom, and steal your money. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's that's government's mo until we uh, until we fight back. Yeah, and Adam will do everything in his power to stop them. <laughs> so so what, of, I'm, what I'm, I mean, I Googled here just now, like, what is a civil summons? And it, apparently it's informed some of the lawsuit has been filed against him or her. Um, and that a, a, a response is required. Um, but even then, like, it's... They won't. They, they wouldn't tell me that the the county sheriff. I said, "What's what's it about?" They wouldn't tell me. But it's a plaintiff. So there has to be a plaintiff attempting to recover damages. So it, according to this, and I, I don't know, there might be some exception. It might be some Colorado government using the term differently. I, I kind of want to speak to one of the. I'll I'll, I'll get John Hogue on the phone, the the Colorado uh, Swatch County Public Defender, who was helpful with me when I was locked up. Um. But it could be a divorce as a civil case or a civil summons. Um, otherwise, there might be legal penalties. So it's a summons to come up to a plaintiff's complaint. Um, so what's really interesting, 
Let's see. Uh, Richard O'Connor, civil warrant is a judge or a sheriff to bring a person in front of that court. That's a civil warrant, but wouldn't that be? Um, it's not a civil warrant; it's a civil summons. I mean, there, there's a definitely a distinction there because I've had warrants for criminal matters that expired or went away or were resolved. Um, all of the above, actually, for different warrants in, in my lifetime. Uh, but a civil summons sounds like not a civil warrant. Like it could turn into a warrant for you're not. But then isn't there some responsibility to tell you what it is? OK, traffic tickets are another form of civil summons. Um, so in that case, so here's what the, the website says, mylawquestions.com. Traffic tickets are another form of civil summons. Many traffic tickets offer people the option of finding, filing a guilty plea by the mail, allowing them to skip court altogether. In this case, people can indicate that they are guilty, pay the fine, follow any other directions from the court, such as tra taking traffic school. Not responding to a traffic ticket can result in a hold on someone's license, warrant for arrest, or hold on vehicle registration. People want to fight tickets, do so in court or with a written response. I would think at some point here, I'm going to be able to call them to account to their own rules and be like, well, you fucking have to tell me what this is. If it's a civil, civil summons, like you can't just say come to court and not say why. Um, so we're going to find out before I, before I submit to the authority of the court, as we know, you don't have to, you don't have to submit. They need your obedience uh, to screw you. So don't give it to them. Definitely resist. So let's uh about time for bring our co-host Ed on. See what he has to say about it. Co-host Joey Lee and Ombudsman Ed Vallejo. Let's uh let's smoke weed every day, shall we? Let's do that. Do it. Oh, okay, here. As I was babysitting, I wasn't ready for that. He's got a baby. All right. So very interesting developments, but a new front having opened up. Um, oh, wait, what is this? Oh, we got a tweet at Adam Kokesh from our friend Angela TC in Michigan, I believe. Ted Cruz tweeted, um, blue state Dems are power drunk authoritarian killjoys. This is the Ted Cruz tweet. Washington state, no dancing allowed any rational and free citizen piss off. Um, according to Paul Joseph Watson, which is what Cruz is retweeting. Dancing is strictly not permitted. Quote, on New Year's Eve inside your own home. Good luck enforcing that. I feel like we should make a field trip. So yeah, this is Washington government's official blue check account on Facebook saying hi Jillian, masks are not required at private residences. Dancing is strictly not permitted. We're going to come in there and guns. We're going to stop you. They wow! Will. Like I, I mean, I so I, this, I mean, this kind of gets to the summons and 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 my message to Sawatch County. Like, if you bring the government threat to bear on this case in such a way that I am basically a prisoner in my own home, if like you, you're going to post, you know, Yavapai, you're going to con convince Yavapai County sheriffs to have someone like posted at all times, you know, trying to. You can't pull me over to serve papers though. 
you know, you can't stop me and force me to identify myself. I might, this might just be my excuse that like publicly, uh, you know, I identify as Captain Freebeard from now on. If anybody ever comes up to me and says, are you Adam Kokesh? No. <laughs> uh, Shane Hammer, I fight the law all the time and winning. Yeah. I mean, this is just, yeah. Because they, well, they don't expect you to fight. They expect you to succumb to their demands, yeah. be scared, and, 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 and that's what most people are. I mean, See, this got like our DNA. It's ingrained. There is a legitimate fear of cops. Like people, yeah, should, children, uh, sure, should with be PTSD because of interactions with cops, children, actual children. And speaking of which, I got to interject for a news story because we're not going to deliberately cover news. We're going to accidentally cover news throughout this episode. New York City video going viral. New York's finest asking a five-year-old, right, little kid, two of them, like brothers, five and seven or something. Uh, because anybody five and older is required required to have vaccine passports in restaurants in New York City. And they came in with a gang of cops and fucking kicked these kids out of a restaurant. There's a lot of good video of it, but I couldn't um, watch it. I, I, it hurt. Yeah, I watched it. It wasn't it's it's not that bad. It's just because it's, it's just it's it's surreal. But this is like again. Just too many I told you so's to count. Colin Allen uh, watching. She says hello from England. They've got a right. real bad over Yeah, there. like I wouldn't want to live on that island. Uh, I, I'm sure there are some rural places, you know, uh, you can get away in England and in, in, in Great Britain overall. But it's it's a it, that is not a kind of place you want to live in an age of tyranny. And we are in an age of I, I don't like tyranny. As a word, because oh, that's what right wingers say, you know, and it's like it's it's blown up. But like, yeah, it's, it's a surge in, in statism and government and violence and viciousness and control, you know. And it's ha it's a global phenomenon. And 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 I, one of my epiphanies in jail was, <laughs> these are acts of desperation of a system on its last legs, and we need to push harder and more thoughtfully and more carefully. Oppression, yes. Word. Better yeah, better word is oppression. There's a, there's a, yeah, it's it's a, because tyranny is, well, it's not tyranny yet, you know, and then you think of the meme, most people wouldn't know tyranny if it attached itself to your face and forced you to stay at home. You know, like most people wouldn't know tyranny if it took half your income and required you to get permission to travel anywhere on the king's roads. You're like, ah, woo, yeah, because uh, the, the founders of this country, I heard a lot of people while I was in jail, actually a couple, oh, a handful of deputies go, well, we're constitutionalists. <laughs> oh, you mean we, well, we support the founders. Oh, you mean the people who created a revolution over what, a less than 5% tea tax? <laughs> and you want to tell me that uh, you have any of their principles or standards? Fuck you. Get real. Anyway. Have you guys uh, been seeing the, uh, the laughable IRS code? memes that have been going around yeah the oh, one about stolen goods <laughs> and then they say that you can claim any child that has been kidnapped from you but lived with you for a six-month period at yeah. time i'm wondering yeah. as a victim of family court if uh this state kidnapping my child gives me grounds to once again claim them on taxes it should but they won't you don't, call you don't have a place to it. claim taxes or claim that. <laughs> joey's it not says, really looking for deductions but for those of you who are <laughs> it literally says illegal activity income from illegal activities such as money from dealing illegal drugs must be included in your income on schedule form 1040 
<laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up, dude. This shit is hilarious. I can't. It's funny, but that like that shit's always been there, though. But it's just now becoming publicly laughed at through memes because that many people are paying attention and digging in and pointing out all the discrepancies that are like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. But why the fuck are these people calling themselves our masters, pretending themselves our masters? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I still have some mental cobwebs, like almost spiritual cobwebs of like giving credibility to the mainstream narrative. And I, I want to point out that on this drive that I did from that resulted in this uh, from Arizona to Utah, to Washington, to Oregon, to Washington, to wherever, to Wyoming, to Colorado and back to Arizona, COVID and masks were barely a thing. Yeah. I got threatened with forced vaccination, vaccination in jail, but it was more of an offhanded comment than a serious threat. What's this? Joey Joy says two armed men just tried to trespass myself and two seven-year-old children with the threat of arrest for not suffocating ourselves with muggles. Where's where, that? Where are you? Yeah. Joey? So like there are places where, and, and I wonder like for my family, like my family split. New Mexico. Between, why that's New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. I mean, it's weird. Assume. And it does trend with liberal or, or blue or Democrat. In, in some ways, I'm not going to try to, you know, make an ideological association or, or somehow say that Republicans are better on the whole in their relationship to authority, but they are right now. And they are on this issue by a lot. Do you know, I think this, the base, not, not politically, but the base of Republicans, conservative America on this issue there. And it's a weird thing for me to feel as a libertarian, like, yeah, we're really in a meaningful way on the same side as a lot of conservatives and Republicans and, and, and mainstream right-leaning types on COVID in a major, really important way right now. I think I think you're not on the same side as them. They're on the same side as you. Fair enough. It's it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's important distinction. Joey Joy's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. But I did not allow them to get away with it. We were in a public accommodation and I have mask, mask exemptions. Never going to happen. So it's just Going a threat. Here, it's a lot of bullies. Like right. they're threatening you with petty shit because they can't get away with the bigger shit it now. Is, well, they're threatening you with petty shit because they don't think you know you're right. And that I too. think that's where the divide is. Like a lot of Republicans are more apt to study their rights in the Constitution, I think, or their parents are, or their Republican parents are, are more right. apt to drilling it in their kids' head. Me, being a daughter of a cop, man, I knew my rights at eight fucking years old. And I didn't realize that nobody else did. I just sent my 12 year old. But something about leftist ideology, right? right? But he had to ask me, he said, Why what's this all about, yeah. Mom? And I said, Well, it's that stuff they're not you, gonna teach you in school. Your point about leftists though, right, is that leftists have some ideological revulsion or less attracted to they're more like, Well, we should submit. I think, I think they what, that and they just assume that in their happy little rainbow butterfly world that the cops <laughs> are there to protect them and they would never hurt them and, and but then they go out and Say know, deep on the police. There's a lot of confusion on the left. No shit. Terrible. All right. So, Ed, I know you have a lot you want to weigh in on here, but maybe first, as our ombudsman, what other critical news stories have we missed the last two or three weeks? <laughs> Going back. Oh. Critical news stories? Uh, <laughs> I, I was surprised how little changed while I was in jail in the overall dynamics. It's just more, I told you so, more bullshit. My big sort of narrative update, I would, I would have to say at this point, is that 
I think what they're trying to do is let COVID fade into the background along with the flu and let it recede as much as, as long as they and keep it just milking it as long as they can, but let it go to something <laughs> non-confrontational. So it doesn't upset the apple cart. The kind of dramatic conclusion that we are looking for is not going to happen. We're like going to be robbed of that. And they're going to leave it so that everybody who bought into COVIDism said, well, it was a thing back then. Back then, it really was killing people. And it's going to start this dumb debate that, that they're setting up to last for another 10, 20 years. Okay. Well, their narrative is rapidly dissolving. But since they own the media and the communication modules that get information out to the public, the public is unaware of most of the things uh, that are proving that their narrative is dissolving. Take, for instance, uh, the biggest thing you see out there right now coming from the CDC through the lamestream media is that they have changed their uh, quarantine period from 10 days to five days. But those of us on the other side that are watching what's going on and we're getting all of the critical information directly from the sources know that the CDC also has just recently stated that the PCR test is yeah. no good. It's not to be used anymore. It's not a reliable test and uh, it's poopy now. Okay. So I, I, I want. I have to. There's yeah. a, and, you know, don't worry about that. That that was well, okay. I have to inject a really positive note of victory for us counter propagandists in this. Despite the censorship, all in all, we have made it untenable for them to maintain the credibility of the tests, and they had to give it up. We won that ground. They they are they are, and and this is how government works. You don't get very many decisive victories. It's an ugly, messy, drawn-out battle, but this is them. This is a major sign, Ed. Thank you for bringing this up. The abandonment of the testing as a thing, as a reliable thing. What do we got, Joey? Peter Yeeple chiming in. Hey, Yeeple. We love you guys. Uh, doesn't the CDC's recommendation for 15 days to 10 days, channel five days, sound like a reverse auction going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back when this, five days. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Like, reverse. Like, do I hear do I hear 15, 15, 15 days, 14 days, 14 days flatten the curve, 14 days flatten the curve. Do I hear 12, 12 days flatten the curve? No, no. Okay, Will you all right, all right, wear a mask, wear a mask in 10 days, 10 days flatten the curve. If you wear a mask, 10 days flatten the curve. No, you people don't buy that either. All right, five days, five days. Do I hear five? Uh, we give up. Okay, but see, this brings it this brings to the fore the very first fact that I saw in the very beginning of this that made me question them and their narrative to begin with. When they came out with, oh, there's this malady that is starting to affect people, so we're going to have to instill a quarantine, and we're going we're gonna to instill a, uh, uh, oh, let me see, hold on, Whoop. Uh, a 14-day quarantine. <laughs> Okay, they what they can get away with. I love they pulled a 14 day quarantine out of their ass when yeah. people my age know that from the 1600s that a ship offshore with or, six people or, on it 
right? Or 25. offshore for 40 days. Quarantine is a period of 40 days. Type disease will have run its course or made itself known. And yeah. the fact that they tried to shove a two week quarantine on us from the beginning, I remember you pointing this out a year ago. Yes. You're like, that's bullshit. Just right away, that's bullshit. Like on its face, if you understand, do you know science? Have you heard of science? Why are you denying science? If you're arguing you with me, science? it must be because you hate science. That guy was great. That was great. Go watch that video. Hilarious. Oh, you science? That's what we're dealing with. All right. So what else, Ed? I mean, what are the big things that we're missing in the COVID dynamics? I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing the rumblings of state border checkpoints. Okay, state border checkpoints. Yeah, they did this. I, I remember I, a couple of tribes trying to do this, and I actually drove past one during. By the way, did twenty states in twenty twenty despite the lockdowns and never got stopped. But there was a particular exit I drove through, and I believe it was in New Mexico that um, they had cops at the end of the exit, and they didn't want to let anybody in unless you were a resident. And from what I understand, that got shut down. The state police came by and said, "You guys can't do that. You got to let people travel through. You can close your businesses." You can tell them they're not welcome to come in, but you can't not let them travel through. Which, and it's the same in Gardenia. We have an easement area where part of our property lays on a road that has to be used to travel through. We can't stop travel through that. However, you can't stop there. What brought me into politics was a man in Texas named Michael Badnarik. Michael Badnarik was a libertarian candidate for president who used to drive around in Texas with no license plate on his car. He knew what the law was. He knows what the law is right now in all 50 states. You don't have to get your car registered with the state unless it's commercial. Those are commercial registrations. All of them are. If you're not a commercial, you don't you use your vehicle for commercial purposes, you don't have to register it with the state, but they make everybody register their vehicles, so everybody just assumes that they have to do it. They don't have to. Michael, they stopped him the first couple of times, and he stood on it, and he was right, and he got let go every time to the point where they just let him drive around without his plate all the time, and he ended up running for president, and that's what brought me into politics, okay? You know, that's why I don't get pulled over locally. We're not having a place. They kind of know me. They're enough, but they're, it's sort of like, oh, that's the Juniper Wood area. Yeah, we don't fuck with those hillbillies over shit like that. Uh, you know, that's just sort of general policy. But um, Michael Benera, great update on him because I've, I've talked about this. He was going through some some hard times uh, spiritually as well as financially and logistically, um, not feeling the love from the movement after being our nominee in 2004, the first man I ever voted for for president, which is a real shame that he didn't have that support, that he wasn't given, you know, more positive speaking gigs at his constitution course didn't, uh, you know, succeed more business wise. But good news to report, he has found a very happy retirement as a riverboat tour guide around the Alamo area. And That's it's cool. like half stand-up comedy, tour guide stuff. 
And for him, it's like he sent me a picture recently. I'm just so happy for him. Like, I wish he was still warrior mode in politics, of course. But the fact that he was he was in, in pain with his life situation really broke my heart. And it was awesome to hear. It was one of my, my best Christmas gifts to see my, Michael Benaric has found uh, a beautiful, happy, very suitable for him kind of retirement. And it's like, God damn it, he gets to be with people. He gets to make, I bet he makes fun of government the whole time too. You know, like, I just, and, and with the historic, he wears kind of a historical costume. With that, it's almost piratey, yeah. It's like a riverboat driver and, and, and you know, what is it? The Alamo, what's the riverboat? Anyway, um, San Antonio. It's a, it's a cool gig for him. I'm very happy for Michael Benaric having overcome that. What's this? Moose Girl. Because you have to make sure you're driving clean if you're going the whole no license plate, no registration route. But or, Girl, or be ready. I feel that <laughs> because that's fear. That's ingrained fear. Yeah. You think that you have to be clean. No, driving around without a license or a license plate does not give anybody the right to be. Right. And, and, and even if they use it as an excuse, you can beat it. And exactly. I think... I think if I had to guess what they're coming back with me with this summons is just some like automatic traffic thing where they're like, no, we can't back down. There has to be some charge that sticks out of this. But they had to have done something special to send it to Yavapai. They don't do the normal traffic stuff, right? Yes, Ed? How much weight do you feel the Native American church thing gave to you? Um, it, it's just it's one more thing that they don't want to have to fight with the jury trial. They don't right. want to have to go before a jury of citizen voters in Sawatch County and say, you know how the federal government said this with the Supreme Court case, that if you file and claim this religious exemption, that this is okay? Well, we're going to disregard that here and just fuck this guy. Like, they don't, that's, that's that up ultimate. That's, that's the effect of that car. And so me showing it to them now is just like, come on, you really don't want to dance like that, do you? I'd like to share a story of mass civil disobedience that happened right before you got arrested and we didn't get to cover. Um, but the CEO of Flow Canada, Flow Canada, big Metis Corporation, drug distributor in California, um, has threatened to and is withholding their taxes from the state, demanding significant change to the campus. Now, what that comes down to is one dude, business owner, or one group of shareholders, or one financial mechanic of their finances, that the government is actually going to come after with force and seize, or they're going to take their funds. Sounds like it's probably, is this a single owned, a single proprietor business? Do you know? Um, not really sure. Dude. The article says... Because they assume to make a play like that. Yeah, it's a CEO. Yeah, Michael Steinmetz, founder of Flocana. So founder, also probably owner, majority stake oh, owner, sure. not sole proprietor. And an op-ed article on Medium, which I'm assuming is a website, after the state announced both a tax surplus and increase in cultivation tax, threatening to withhold taxes and yeah. other cannabis cultivators to do the same. Yeah, so it's basically, and this is huge because a tax revolt on principle is a domino effect that they don't want to deal with. And the increased government citing inflation. Keeping up with it. Yeah, no, but it, this is this is you know Joey and I were talking about this just the other day, and and maybe here here trivia question. Hold on, trivia question. The question I ask you. Let's make it a trivia question for the audience real quick. First person who gets this on screen. If you don't get it by the end of the show, we're just going to tell you the answer. But what state has more dispensaries than 
Am I getting this right? It's all the big ones. No, no, no. More dispensaries total. More total dispensaries. More dispensaries than California, Colorado, and Washington State combined. I want to, I want to pull this up. There is a state. There is a while you're um, it up. I want to bring one. I'm going to, I'm going to verify this. this Make sure I get in California. And this guy is not just putting his middle finger up in the air. He's also continuing to pay his taxes into an escrow account that he controls. So at the end of all this, he can't be charged liable, basically. I mean, if you get to the end of all this, you say, I was in litigation. I withheld my funds. It, it's just like when you some other. We've got some guesses here. So far, Already? Michigan. It's not Michigan. It's not Florida. Not Illinois. Did I read it? I read it on the my phone. Despair? I, I don't think the most dispensaries <laughs> anywhere near despair. Illinois? But no. There are a lot. I like how Illinois does its cannabis market, by the way. They have, um, you can be a private grower and get a license and sell to the dispensary right out of your basement. So that's kind of cool. Vermont? No. Mm -hmm. Oregon, New York, no, no, no. Still no. I mean, you're, someone's gonna guess it eventually. Eventually, somebody. Nobody said Arizona. I'm, I'm amazed. <laughs> I knew the answer right away because driving through some right, so, state, I saw more dispensaries than Starbucks. I'm, that's a big deal. Now I'm gonna quote. This is the story from the New York Times reposted dnyuz.com. The quote is: This state. As oh, I lost because I want to get the citation. Here it is. Almost got it yet. This state now boasts more retail cannabis stores than Colorado, Oregon, and Washington combined. Combined. So not California. California probably is probably outsized just because California's population is so massive. You take that out, but there is a state. And by oh. the way, it has. Oh. There we go. We have the answer. Oh. Okay, so the story from the New York Times is. How Oklahoma became a marijuana boom state. You can find it on dnyz.com without having to go through the New York Times. Hey, Walk is fucked up. Sorry, Joey. I'll quick, quick press some buttons. Fudge report today. Uh, but the big deal is that Oklahoma is becoming a boom state. Yeah. So in October, it eclipsed California as a state with the largest number of licensed cannabis farms, excuse me, which now number more than 9,000, despite a population of only a tenth. Californians. So we we talked about this like in terms of Texas, when one of the states that doesn't put up with business regulation and overburden some taxes bullshit goes legal. And the, here's the best part about Oklahoma booming. It's medical only at this point. <laughs> it's so fine. It's okay, I want to say it's I mean, so financially permissive, economically permissive. And even in a state like Oklahoma, they want the people, the, the good people, the government of Oklahoma. Why did you believe that Oklahomans don't really smoke can't, the devil's lettuce that much anyway? We're just gonna let the cat, but no, cats out of the bag. Oklahomans like to get fucking stoned. This is the, the market to me. On site consumption allowance in Oklahoma, by the way, too. <laughs> They're gonna be lounges this I drove past. Crazy. Said one dollar dabs on their sign. So you that's a that's a consumer dab, yeah. Right there on the side, wow. and not have to take it home. Which, if they're not imploding, that's huge. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah, and, and there's, I mean, this is why for me, like, I'm willing to go to the front lines with with psilocybin right now. Yeah. I feel like 
I feel like I barely was on the front lines for cannabis legalization. There, there aren't any front lines anymore. It's, 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 it's a matter of bureaucratic momentum. Well, I did a week in jail in Philly that helped push for decrim for Philly. That's what I mean. So like I was, yeah, I was on the front lines, but not in any special way. I, and I got arrested for cannabis at the white house. Once I was one of many soldiers on the front lines of the, the battle, the war for cannabis legalization, normalization. But we're at the point now where with cannabis, there really aren't any front lines. The, no, the most front line, they're entrepreneurial and legal. Well, the front line would be this guy in California yeah. who can put his business on the line it's and his business license to, and a big chunk of money. It's going to be up to the business owners to take a stand at this point. Yeah. Where we're at. But it's going to be up to the consumers to not shop at the businesses that aren't taking the stand. Yeah. And, well, for us here, let's remind everybody, we've made the conscientious choice to say we are not going to shop at dispensaries anymore. Because of the taxes, we're going to find a way to go great. And market. I'm sorry, I still love you, dispensaries, because you are. You're putting your your safety on the line. And yeah. anybody running a dispensary can be raided by the Fed at any time. And they're doing it not just for the money, but for the service of providing cannabis to their community. So kudos to you. I will never knock a dispensary right. unless they're caught in green. I want to say it's it's not kind of front lines because this guy's not going to face jail time. No. He's facing a legal battle, but he's going to be able to manage this with lawyers. I'm sure he's gamed it out. Where like, he's already faced that. Yeah, they can't really initiate. Well, he has extra liability on, so kudos. If there's a front line, he's on it. But it is a bureaucratic, entrepreneurial, administrator front line at this point. I came this close to putting my name into the lottery here, this recent lottery for dispensaries. They put a thing out where if you had a charge that had to do with marijuana in the past, that you could put your name in to a lottery drawing, and they were going to draw so many dispensary um, um, permits and, and oh, get those. Anybody with any kind of bus charge... They put put a lot of people put their names in because if you get one, you can turn around and sell it right away for big money, or you can use it as a dispensary. It's a weird bullshit. I hate that. I mean, I don't. I like the direction of it. I like, but that it's so pointed in such a weird way. It's like government is fair and just in the state of Arizona. If you're lucky. I'm uh, answering Mark Lanier's question for you, right? You gotta read the question. Was worried that the text he got from you was actually from the. Oh no! So Mark Lanier, um, yeah, no, I was doing an outreach to everybody in my personal contacts. I recognize there are a lot of numbers on my phone back from the presidential campaign of people who just. Oh, if you got that text, that was me. First of all, chat with me. I'm there. If you don't think it's me, yeah, but my number is semi-public. But yeah, we're not gonna make it totally public. Uh, yeah, you can go verify my number if you, if, if you got a text from a weird number. But no, they don't have my phone. That's just that's a testament to the, how far the police state fear spreads. I mean, you've got – and we were, too. We were communicating not on the Producers Club channel when they had you. We were communicating on the channel that you're not in because you've got to have that. So you can explore the and tactics that might require covert action. Do, and that's terrible that people even need to think about that when they're dealing with these enforcers that are actually supposed to be their protectors. And that's that's the front lines we need now. And that encompasses cannabis psilocybin, every non-victim or non-violent victimless crime. Hey, that's around what is it, 60% of our prisons are full of 
nonviolent offenders and on victimless crimes? We should know the number. We should. It's hard to tease out, though. I, even if you looked at it from government, it, it's so fucked up in how they report it because we have a system that doesn't look at whether you're a criminal or not. It's did you break the law or not? It's a criminal has a victim, and it's and, and and for there to be justice, there has to be a way to make the victim whole. If there's no victim, there's no crime, and and it there are some cases that are clear cut, Joey, right? There's some cases where it's like you're in jail just for simple possession. Um, but then there are cases where they throw a bunch of charges at you and you're not really guilty of the ones, but you plead to the one that's a victim's crime. Like you might plead to extortion, even though it's a bullshit circumstantial charge that's trumped up in order to avoid felony distribution and it, felony this and felony that. The opposite way. It's usually the opposite way, right? People will accept the nonviolent. So like, it happens so, a lot in cannabis. Right. So then there are a lot of people like, in the books. There's legitimate yeah. violence. Like a domestic violence call is made and they show up and somebody's got a black eye. Right. Instead of but they just arrest you for cannabis. They arrest both <laughs> people for cannabis and nobody ever gets a domestic violence yeah. charge. They get charged, but they basically yeah. out of it. So and... somebody's an asshole who should be accountable for right. a victim. So government skews this data both ways. There are people on government's books in jail for crimes with victims who have not committed any any real crimes. And then there are people in jail who had like a violent thing and pled down to uh, a victimless crime. That usually has um, a higher sentence than the violent crime. Legit, the, uh, actual, factual, check the stats. Look in, look in your local state or your local county what, what, the, uh, what the time is for, for assault. You know, say you beat the shit out of your neighbor, he beats the shit out of you. You might do 90 days. I mean, and this is even if you get within inches of that man's life. But walk around with that bag of weed, that bag of mushrooms, you're, you're facing 20. That's the world we live in. Yeah, I'm still thinking about this main case of, of my summons. Is it like possible that it, but a summons has, it's a civil summons. So it's got to be for a ticket or a minor charge. Um, they can't serve you with it. It, though it's got to be some sort of charge like they can't they wouldn't send somebody out to serve you with driving without a summons is a notification that you are involved in an issue that goes in front of a judge and the judge is going to be hearing the issue on such and such a day at such and such a time and you are requested to be there that's right. what a summons is a warrant is when an officer of the law comes to you and says they want you they want me to bring you to them you are coming with me so that's the difference between the two maybe they just put me on my heels by coming at me with a shady summons where they don't specify and they just want me to get served and ring my hands about it we're great well guess what it fucking failed you can fuck off with your summons because I do not recognize your authority. I know for an absolute fact that I have committed no crimes in the state of Colorado. I have no victims in the state of Colorado until you produce one. You have no authority with me. So you tell me what the issue is and produce a victim. Fuck you. You, you can, you can fuck right off. I could have withheld my phone from the FBI. It would have been really easy. I could have just told them no. You know, and they're going to do what they're going to do. But 
I gave them my phone on purpose because I wanted them to have my phone. Well, in this case, I'm being totally open about it, all the facts of the case and telling telling everybody publicly exactly what happened. And yep. I'm I stand my ground. And and I know that they can come after me with a 24 year charge if they if they really want to play that game. But you have me sitting in jail in Sawatch County. I'm gonna cost you all your jobs eventually. It's it's gonna be a civil matter dealing with you driving without a license and not producing proof of insurance. I'm okay. sure that's that's all it is. This one time in Frederick, Maryland, I got pulled over, not with a suspended license, but my driving privilege was revoked in the state of Maryland. However, I've been charged with it. So my Virginia license was still good. Still so I get pulled over. They cite me for weed. I take it to court. This is the third time like this this police department just kept harassing me. I take it to court, charges get dropped. The officer that had pulled me over, who honestly, he didn't even know he was legal. It was crazy to watch the level. Like, I educated him. Yeah, right. Him, okay. At the end of the court date, or the end of the court case, he met me outside in the hallway and said, look, I don't want to do this. My boss wants me to put you in handcuffs, bring you down to the station, and charge you with about five different crimes. Uh, but what I am going to do, because I have to keep my job, is I'm going to write you a ticket for driving without a license on the night that you were stopped in October, which was three months after. I'm in court three or four months later, and they tried to do that. So I said, that's a court, too. And the judge is like, yeah, you can't post-date a ticket three months. You got thrown out of the technicality. And that got thrown out of the technicality. Yeah. But that's these guys kept trying to come at me. And that's what cops will do. They'll keep coming at you. And because they have no accountability, you don't lose your job for that. You Well, for cops, you never you should. You never lose your job for being too aggressive charging people. You Physically, yes. You can lose your job if you dare Chauvin, George Floyd somebody. But generally speaking, you cannot lose your job as a cop for overcharging people with crimes or overbooking people or overaccusing them or even in court falsely testifying to accuse them. Those are things like in that direction. So this cop was basically telling you, I'm, and this is a major shift. This I want to appreciate is the good news. And I'm trying to just step this up to the next level at the county level and say, do the minimum you have to of, of brutality on behalf of the bigger government to keep your job, you know, and, and, and I'll let it slide. Right. And you were able to be like, okay, give me the ticket and I'm not going to be a dickhead to you. I'm not going to sue you. I'm not going to pursue. And I'm just doing that on a bigger level, like to the county, make this a decrim county do a little bit of right by me, do right by your inmate, so you stop with that fucking liability That's of all the way like that you're fucking It's so hard like, to do that. Like, someone's going to commit suicide or have some major... The way, they're, the way they're doing... The way they're running Sawatch County Jail, sooner or later, someone's going to have a major fight injury or a major health incident from neglect. And they're going to get sued, and it's going to fuck over the people of Sawatch County a lot worse. I wouldn't so, say sooner or later, Adam. But, I would say it's happened. Well, it's me. Fuck you. It's me. And generally, <laughs> it's, it's me. I, yeah, but generally, it's you get out of jail, and it takes three or four months before you decide to kill yourself or dive into something that ends up. Yeah, there's that too. It's it's not just, and then oh, it's not the jail's fault. That person made a bad decision. No, they were traumatized by the jail by experience. In a fucking cage yeah. and being treated like shit. It's not okay. So one more thing from mylawquestions.com. In some cases, people may be advised to ignore a civil summons. It is strongly advised to discuss this with a lawyer first, is usually ignoring a summons. 
is not a good option. Being entered into the record is not responsive, can put a defendant at a disadvantage. If the suit seems spurious or ill-founded, it's still advisable to answer it and to spell out the reasons for believing that there are no grounds for the suit. So this would mean that there, there are probably, so, and I've heard of cases like this, but like with Joey's thing, I don't know if you want to talk about the, but your summons request that you mentioned earlier today. Yeah, child support. Child support summons. And, and in her case, she figured it out for herself. She didn't have to talk to a lawyer that, yeah, ignoring it is the best option, yeah. right? thing is, I don't know because they're not fucking telling me what this summons is even for. But I basically told them, fuck off until they make it an extraditable warrant. And then I'll come peacefully and, and then you can go fucking dance again. And I'll sit in solitary and be completely non-responsive until they decide to let me out. Because that's like, well, unanswered, unanswered civil summons can sometimes envelop into default judgments of some sort. Right. They're hard to fight off. They will judge in your absence. And in that case, like, what are, what are they going to try? What are, so on top of that by calling and making sure there's no court date. Right. And that's the thing about this is if they don't serve me, eventually the date passes so, and I haven't been served. So I'm sort of not legally bound to show up until I am served with papers and they identify me and put the them in my hand. Another personal right? story. You didn't act the kid thing. I was accused of doing some terrible things by my son's father that never happened. And while the accusations and investigations were going on, they were going to issue a restraining order on behalf of my son that his father entered, saying that I couldn't be anywhere near my son. The investigator on this case, knowing that the accusations were false, recommended that me and my son go on vacation until the court date. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's nice. So it's a beautiful I thing to I have them point out the loophole. I but, uh, protection, protection order summons. Uh, until the date, which was automatically set, like I so said, they they judged with my absence and they set a court date without me being served. Uh, but I showed up that day, and by that point, the investigation for the alleged violence had come back unfounded, and therefore the protection order got thrown out. Hey, you know what? This very well could be a protection order for you to cease and desist discussing them. It could be just that, right? It, it could be. It could be as simple as that. Like, let's just try to bully him and snarl at him one more time and see if he goes away. It, that's a very good point because in Colorado, there's the automatic protection order thing that I never signed. It could be a summons for an advisement slash uh, protection order hearing where they're trying to get me to acknowledge an automatic protection order, and that is their trigger. Or let's send it to another county. It could be as like your First Amendment right because they couldn't get any of your other rights. They're afraid. Them. Well, they're they're too afraid. And, and maybe in a sense, I need it. I need to finally get one of these assholes on the phone and and be nice to them and coax them yeah. out of this like if fear, silence, avoidance thing. I would say ninety percent sure it is a protection order because if it was criminal, they'd have to talk to me. It's a protection order, and they're saying that they're the one who are the victims, and they're trying to protect themselves against you. Once they enter that order into they're the entering, order, oh, they they've come up either. with they've, they've come up with an excuse. Oh, so it's like everybody I named in that email. They're like, oh, we he named us in an email. We're scared. We can protection therefore order. protection order, and then we're not allowed to talk to him. We're scared. He asked us to talk to him. All right, well then, I'll be talking to your lawyers when I sue the fuck out of all of you. If that, like, I still have that play. I'm like, you're in a note. You fucked me. You bullied me. It's on tape. You made a record of it. You bragged about it publicly. You fucked with my dogs. You have no good play left. You, you, you're, you're the best you can hope for 
is a draw from now on on top of your losses. I'm giving you that option. Stop making it fucking worse and talk to me. By the way, how's your arm? Well, my arm's fine, and I'm, I, I might get it x-rayed if there was a minor, minor fracture. But it was just a weird, like, probably deep bruise. 50, you know, odds are. That's right, Bob. Pete Eiffel says they will continue their duties projecting at Sir Sorby. He says that his autocorrect always tries to say that. Make that say protect and serve. Of course. Of course it does. Damn autocorrect. Autocorrect. It's so stainless. <laughs> Oh, what uh, the Maxwell trial happened today, too. Oh, yeah, big news there. What she was found guilty on most, five out of six, yeah. Most of the charges. Oh, Marilyn, Marilyn missed me so much. She needs to be on camera. Yeah. Marilyn, okay, sit, sit out. They said doing. that she did everything but entice the girls. Marilyn, what happened to your necklace? Did the girls I didn't even, you know, and I was totally shocked. Look, Marilyn, to be honest, Look. I thought, Marilyn, Marilyn. Yay! So Marilyn is home through all this. Hang I on. love that dog. Marilyn got to miss the stress, but she definitely missed her pack when they got home. Well, she just lost her collar. You know, we put her back oh. collar on her phone. Hopefully, they pulled it off. She don't need no stinking tags. <laughs> no paper. She's starting it on. Well, all of the dogs are. Woosh so. is saying, talk about NASA's 24 theologians. Do you know what that is? I heard of it. The alien thing. Oh, thank you for bringing this up there. See, I'm not familiar. NASA talked with 24 theologians to try and, and get them to help them uh, figure out a way to coax the public into understanding that there is life outside of our planet. There is actual aliens. They're real. You know, how can we do this without getting them too upset? Directly now. I mean, I, I can trust that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, for all the dumb, superstitious people, tell them our science is correct. So that we have or, or, and it's not even that our science is correct. It's that our prediction is correct or our belief that there's alien life. So give us more money for SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Satellite Program, or for NASA in general, right? Is, it, is that, that's what this is? It's a bolster, budget bolstering narrative? I don't think NASA wants to go back to government-funded programs, why don't you? You, you pride if you if okay. So is NASA trying to spin off? Yeah, no. By contracting SpaceX or what what it's a uh, Blue other, Origin, Blue or whatever. By contracting Bezos, yeah. them, they're uh, you can't do a FOIA on a private corporation, so they don't have to expose any of their. So they contract SpaceX to go up and say, hey, go talk to the aliens. Totally going extreme here. Okay, bear with me. I mean, it's probably but more like weapons development. Yeah, <laughs> but NASA didn't do it. So, Freedom Information Act, you can't, you can't ask for. All you can see is the government contract. Exactly. They could keep everything else classified. And Bezos and Musk—they don't have to tell you directly. So, Maryland, no. I think they're just going to tell us that the aliens are Catholic. <laughs> yeah, careful, careful, NASA. The Catholics are pretty good. They're going to come back and be like, "No, actually, we did. We sent a private program up 
aliens sent a coded message straight to the Vatican. And they said that they agree with us that, you know, that Catholics are right. There's that theory. Bush WTF says on Twitch that they are not just talking to the theologians, that they have actually been hired. So that's coming. Uh, she goes on, says she, he, sorry, they go on. My theory is they're going to blame aliens when the oil refineries are bombed. It was not. It was the aliens, you guys. Uh, the, the big other thing I'm seeing in the news with COVID is they're kind of accepting this predictable narrative that, that we said was going to happen before. Variants are going to be more contagious and less severe. I heard the blue thing. Yeah. So anyway, and one more thing. This is this is top of Drudge Report now. The, 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 one of the main headlines is, will she sing? That, I should point, it's worth pointing out that the Ghislaine Maxwell, because she, if she is facing 65 years, she, got she to do, but still her and, and she's a bit of an older woman, right? How, how old is Ghislaine Maxwell? She's got to be in the 60s, yeah, they could be early 60s. Late 60s. But she's, if she's facing 65, she's eight, okay, according to Ghislaine Maxwell, 60 is found guilty of sex trafficking, so uh, faces up to 65 years. So if you're 60 years old, you it could go either way like if you can negotiate your 65 years down if you can negotiate for a plea bargain that doesn't really give up anything but you cooperate or release this about jeffrey epstein or whatever give him some piece of satisfaction maybe you can negotiate that down to 10 and you serve eight seven for good behavior right and she goes well i still get the rest of my life free i'll Granted, from age 60 to 67. But she'll get, like, Pizza Hut jail. Not like right, jail. right. She'll get cushy federal female facility. Totally. But if, if she gets, if she's actually facing 65 years, and they, they hold that to her, and, and someone is in government is, is, is holding that leverage on her, she might squeal on everything. Or, or this is where she dies in prison. Dead. This is where she dies in prison. Or right? Don't kill dead. her. Right? Maybe this is where she, she gets suicide. Time served. Yeah. <laughs> How long has she been in now? Has she been in custody a couple of years? A while. I don't know how long, but it's been a while. The Catholic Church. That's why now she's got to get these theologians. <laughs> you look over here. There's, there's nothing. Look, 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 that guy made me fit the little boys, but but we've got him talking to aliens over here, so you should think. That's a moose girl says almost a year she's been incarcerated. Almost a year. Well, she's definitely learned how to get comfortable. Yeah. And I I am not at all uh, thinking she's going to be any less than a tough bitch. No, I mean they're going to have to break her uh, if she because her position, according to this article, Maxwell declined to give evidence at her trial, saying the government has not proved its case beyond a reasonable doubt, so there's no reason to testify. So she's maintained that. Right to remain she silent. In this case, well, only she did terrible. Allegedly, oh. oh, we're pretty sure. But um, yeah, teens orgies, no, no, certainly we, we deception say, exploitation. We say she did terrible things. She's been found guilty in a government trial, and she maintains her innocence. Now, I think in her case, and I'm not an expert. There's it, it's more that she danced around a gray area. And can we determine that she delved into like if, if a girl's 18, for example, and you exploit her in this way, it's still criminal, 
even if it's not trafficking a minor, sure. right? It could still be exploited, you know? And I think she lived in that gray area where there was a lot of crime and a lot of victims and how they come at her, you know? So is she, what I say, she, I, I'm saying, yes, I, I would agree that I can say within a reasonable doubt, um, she's guilty of a lot of exploitation and abusive stuff, right? Apparently it's fake like for It's all fake. Oh, like it could be, dude, this could all be you know, some stage like thing. But yeah, there's so much bigger stuff at stake with the Maxwell trial. It, it really could, it's getting hot. It could really be sort of all staged, you know? It could be all, you know, about the political manipulation or setting up Bill Clinton or, you know, there are a lot of just serious power players in this tied up in the Ghislaine Maxwell case and outcome and everything else. So, yeah, say her name again. I still can't pronounce Ghislaine. it. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. But a lot of people say Ghislaine, Ghislaine, or Ghislaine, or Ghislaine. But I'm I'm positive the correct French pronunciation is Ghislaine. Okay. I don't really care. Evil chimes in. Go ahead. But she can't answer to anything, she being Ghislaine. Because <laughs> uh, he's dead. He, I'm assuming, being Epstein. So are the charges against him. She can like, she can still be let. There's some spelling mistakes in your feet. <laughs> she can still be held accountable for her actions. The list everyone's waiting for will be released the same time that the data on the vaxes will. So we'll have another 55 years or so before we know. And that's, yeah, that's a good point. Is if she does cave, if she does talk, if she does start releasing names and lists, uh, what are they going to hide that with? How about pull out a bunch of the video DVDs and let's have movie night? <laughs> Uh, big political death. Harry Reid dead at 82. The uh, lion of the Senate. Good riddance, as far as I'm concerned. With what? Um, Apparently, Jake Lee, somebody shit on him. He said, I got shit on, you bitch. He forgot a comma, but I got shit on, comma, you bitch. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what the trolling is? <laughs> yeah, we're status. Mm -hmm. okay. You always notice that the trolls come out of Facebook. Thanks. That's the thing. We need to uh, we need to start mass emailing Streamyard to connect with the Odyssey platform, become more integrated with them. Yeah, totally. That would be awesome. Absolutely. This is the last big Actually, tech thing we're lacking. Is acting up tonight, by the way. Oh, geez. so there's that. Well, people, maybe people are going to Facebook to watch. I got a note from Twitch, but not one from Odyssey or YouTube. Oh, Pete Equal knows Jake. Okay. Always claiming we're status. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, that's about it. I think we can wrap up for the week. Let's just go back and remind people of the legal situation. We want you to, to call Flood. Jimmy still got that number up. This is Alonzo Payne. You can call right now and leave a voicemail for them you can call tomorrow between 8 and 8 a.m and 4 p.m mountain standard time minus when they're off the phones for noon to one to lunch and uh leave a message or talk to someone and say respond to kokesh's letter and withdraw the summons or or tell, tell us what the summons is for you can email alonzo pain at gmail.com and uh for now at least 
put the focus there. Please subscribe on Telegram, t.me slash Adam versus the man. And we'll have updates there if, uh, if, if we want to shift fire away from the DA. But I think it's really all in the DA right now. I mean, I, I'm going to keep calling and calling out the sheriff, but maybe the DA put out the protection order like this. But, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Sheriff. You can't talk to Mr. Kokesh now because he named you. And it's, we turned it into a legally sensitive matter. And you know what, Dan? Sorry, you coward to that. Fuck you. Like, no, you're going to hide behind the skirts of some trick writing documents from you know government office where he's getting paid three times what you are for being a lawyer. Really, Dan, you're going to you're going to submit to that bullshit. I'm disappointed. We'll see. Captain Meek never got back to me. Captain Chief Meek of the Center Police Department. Uh, none of the county commissioners got back. So we'll see where this goes. I told the audience. I know I told you that Dan, 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 Dan. Yeah, Sheriff. No, it's Captain Captain Ben Wilson of the jail. It's the jail captain. Okay. And, and, this, and that's the one that, that talked to me. You know, you need to get on the phone with your man. We'll let you talk to him, but you've got to tell him to do the right thing. And like they don't know. Like, the, the, I'm in a position now. <laughs> I'm trying to I mean, twist my arm over the phone. I don't, except for except for Adam versus the man, I don't create projects that depend on me. Home from Battle Buddies on my land goes on without me with Ed and, and everybody else on the team. Um, everything else we got going business-wise here goes on with Joey without me. We have other partners involved who I'm, who I'm not going to name all and go through, but like we have people to take care of the dogs. Joey would take care of the uh, But you know, like we're like, you, you, you're, what you're threatening me with is a good time. Like I'm gonna every uh, every threat you come at me, I will respond with, okay, so put me in solitary until you can resolve it legally with or without me. Let's dance. We should attack on Um. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll read it into the record. But the the, the last Twitter post. This is also an Adam versus the man on Telegram. Uh, the last one before Joey's awesome last minute show promos. Um. I got a text. Uh, I'm not going to say the number. I mean, I published it, but like, I don't really care. This is the this is just a deputy being asked to to serve this document. But even then, he's being a fucking tool, not telling me what it is. But he did. I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't supposed to tell me it was a Colorado civil summons. But the text from him was, "Sir, this is Deputy Hubble of the Avapai County Sheriff's Office. I have civil documents to deliver to you. Do be available in the next couple of hours to accept them. Thank you in advance." Turns out he was sitting down at the corner of Mull Road and Cattle Drive afraid to come on my private road even up to my gate we found out from the neighbor our neighbor dan because he went to his gate first to say can i get help from you contacting adam to see if he's at home and so dan ran in here and like you verify that i'm at home you don't need dan to do that broadcasting from gardenia um but that's this is a serious summons delivery but it's still just a civil summons joey i think your idea though that they created a suit from like maybe one of the county commissioners and say, oh, this is harassment. Yeah. Um, just so that they can draw this communication line and say, well, let's see. Up. But I don't want to challenge that. I'll just come at them with, I'll just keep calling them until Monday. Close the business month. I gave them a deadline. Did you guys not learn that in 12 days with the dealing with my ass? I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to bend. I'm, All I'm doing is I don't asking have to. you to do the right thing. I'm not playing the bureaucratic game. Yeah. They cost me. They cost, they cost me. 
people that you are quality of life money yeah it's and, and it leads to stress and pain and suffering totally needless so yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna stand up to this and and if it comes down to you so anyway here's the course of conversation i said what kind of documents he said it looks like a summons out of colorado i said no thanks they can email it to me then go pound sand if it's a summons how is that civil why do they have you running errands for them you want to take a picture with your phone and just send it to me here he says i would love to but i'm required to deliver them to no bs i can hand them to you and be gone and it's like but that's a service it's like you're gonna verify my i have to admit my identity so i wrote this is a lot and he later said thanks for talking to me at least but i said sounds like service in quotes as in legally service so dot 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 no thanks you can tell anyone in colorado too cowardly to be upfront about the purpose of a summons by just emailing to me that they can go pound sand. They ever come up with an excuse to extradite? Let me know and I'll meet you at your office. So you don't have to come to my place. Until then, have a good day. And I'm serious about that. If they do turn this into a, an extraditable warrant, I'll probably just submit to it to avoid the confrontation or be like, you know, afraid of any time I get pulled over, they're going to pull me in. I don't want to live with that kind of planning over my head. Um, I don't believe if you if you don't answer the summon a summons. I don't believe that that's extraditable across the state line. The most they could do is suspend your privileges in that state so that next time you're through that state, if you run into them, they have something on you. And this is like the, they might judge in my absence that I owe them money for some emotion, but it's not going to be significant. They're not going to come after my land for it. Now They're not going to turn into a about it, though, I don't even if it's a protective order, they can serve you with. So it's got to be something else. With um, but then it might be a lawsuit. But they can with a financial lawsuit from government. Christopher Campbell. Yeah, So over state lines, they're going to get a protective order. But that's a warrant. So that's not what this is. But I'm not even responding. I don't have the opportunity to respond to the summons because I have not been served with a summons. And they have broadcast to me. They have tipped their hand, their intent to serve me. All I have to do is never identify to a stranger. Hi, I'm Adam Kokesh. And I, I, I know it's some bullshit legal magic line and maybe they can cross it. Maybe they have some other stupid spell of magic words. Well, we, we put it in your pants pocket. So you've been served and we identified you with a picture and you saying, so all right, well, anytime from now on where I'm outside of the gates of Gardenia, my name is captain Freebeard. I'm not Adam Kokesh. I am his legal representative. Go fuck yourself. You know, like, okay, well then you can't serve me. And if it's that weak sauce shit, fine. I'll ignore it, and I'll send my lawyers your way. You'll be hearing from me with lawsuits. The laws, the laws of the state of Arizona are if an officer of the law asks you for your identification, you must tell him your real full name. You are not required to present proof of identification unless you are suspected of committing a crime. Well, then... You have to tell them your name. That, that's a, that's a yeah, privacy violation. Now, that might be a regulation thing, but you know what? I did time in this time for this and beat it in New Orleans in three days because they knew their law wouldn't stand up to scrutiny either. So, fucking bring it, Yavapai County Sheriff's Office. I don't think they want to be that big of dicks about it either. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> oh, well, 
two is fully underway. With that, um, Ombudsman Ed, your final thoughts. My final thoughts are basically Adam has been in the right from start to finish, and I have no ombudsman statements to call him on any impropriety at this time. I agree with everything he's done and the way he's done it, and if I was his age, I could see myself doing the exact same thing. So I have to give you a thumbs up, kudos, and all of that. You have your street cred. You've got lots and lots of activist points on this action here. And uh, by the way, I, I heard you talk to God. Yeah, well, I, I am... I, I suppose I, I will take a couple minutes to, to explain that. I mean, I did it. I explained it briefly on, on last week's show. Um, but it, it, it did really, I've sort of rationalized myself into the view of that God is that unifying vibration through the matter of the universe that makes us one, where that vibration stops and we are not. That is the end of existence. And that is the end of God. And God is that vibration of love that unites us that is universal and that there is not a personified god it, it is somehow intellectually offensive to me to think that god can be separate as uh, a, a personified male or female deity at all like even gendering god like makes me cringe so i i've thought this for a long time but i had to go through this particular government-induced, taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat to sit in stillness and meditate enough and go through the moment of despair. I had to, I had to experience hopelessness on the second night I was there of like, you know what? And, and to me, hopelessness is I'll just go back to living an awesome life in Gardenia and make music and art and babies and, uh, you know, retire from activism and kind of back down from the confrontation with the state. But then, you know, the epiphany came to me in meditation and, and, and speaking to God is is a poor anthropomorphic metaphor of, of what is really tuning into that vibration of the universe, experiencing the human consciousness as the universe, becoming aware of itself. We are all stardust. We are all, pro we are all products of the, the galaxy and the gases and and, mm -hmm. and and the novas and supernovas and everything that led this particular matter to be here at this moment in time that allowed you to become conscious for the human consciousness to exist. It is the universe becoming aware of itself. And we, as that consciousness, have this incredible gift. And this is why, for me, self-care, optimizing your health and fitness you are, if you are a spiritual being having a physical experience, well, you better fucking make sure that your physical body vessel is supporting the maximum spiritual experience that you get. And it's not just your brain, it's your heart, it's your nervous system, it's the experience of your body and your interaction with the whole world around you. That is a gift that is the human consciousness that gives you the opportunity to live in that love vibration, to tune into that. And you can talk to it in the sense that you can really say, well, what is it of my highest values, of my principles, of my highest essence of human consciousness, of being a manifestation of that love vibration? What is what is it that I am called upon to do? 
And, and that is how God spoke to me. And God spoke to me to say, like, Billy Millen, you know, like, my head is filled with music, the, the you know, real Mackenzie song. Like, you know, you just, you hear that call to principle, and it doesn't fucking matter. You're walking past the edge of a cliff. You keep your eyes on the path walking forward because that is the call to principle. It doesn't matter what the enemy threatens you with. You, you march to that song that's in your heart. And you say, you know what, I, that, that, is, that is my principle that I am going to follow above all else. And, and that gave me strength. And that was what I found in jail. And it's something that I'm incorporating into my life as part of my meditation practice and my spiritual awareness. And I'd, I'd like to develop that more. Um, like I said, I came up with my seven-point prayer, which I, did, I, I sort of did a version of before every workout. But now I do it as a prayer. It's a stretch, but it's a prayer. And you can do, you know, a, a modified seated version of it without really stretching, but it's a symbolic gesture that, that appreciates that your food is not something to thank some external thing for it. You worship the food and consume it because that food is sacred. It, it is part of that. You are integrating that vibration and that love and that energy into your body by consuming it. So worship it and eat consciously. And, you know, I, I developed, I, I, I prayed before every meal in jail and I've, I've at least done my little, oh shit, I forgot to do my prayer before every meal since I've gotten out. And, you know, I do it in the morning and I do it before, uh, before, before working out as, as, even as a physical warm up. but it's a spiritual grounding to my workout. It, 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 it's, it's something that I've always enjoyed about working out. Not just, hey, this is juicing up my brain to be more in tune with God, but that this is um, a, a particular practice of appreciation for the human consciousness. And every time, I, Joey knows this from going to the gym with me. I used to do this at the gym. And she would see me. It's the, the up, down, back, left, right. And I've showed Ed this as a stretch. But what I've done is, is ritualize the practice of it that it can be done as a prayer and a stretch at the same time. And it's, you know, a prayer is not, okay, I put my hands like this and I talk to God necessarily. I do that too. I mean, I take a meditative pose. Sometimes I put my hands together. As, 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 but, acknowledgement, I think. Conscious acknowledgement of your intent. Your sure. And it can be thought, right. it can be thought, it can. So there are two things like, and, and I, I, I still do that. I think a lot about the, the power of Christianity in terms of helping people spiritually and what it has given them when Christianity is done right, not as literalism, not as authoritarianism, but maybe in the universalist tradition or the concept of Protestantism itself, when it's done not as you have to go through me, the authority, or even this book, the Bible, to get to God, but here's a useful mythology and a set of values. Those are the Christianity, they're right. Christianity is an incredible force for good and helping people live better, happier, more peaceful, effective lives. And I've always kind of wanted that. And in two ways, you know, I in a lot of ways in this experience, I really got that. And one is, you know, in talking to God, I can, I can, I feel like now I can, I can, I have a practice in meditation that I can tell you is my version of listening to God. I can tell you that I have a practice of meditation that is tuning into that vibration, asking for things for it and saying, as I am tuning into this vibration and calling to mind my highest principles, 
what am I asking for? What should I want? And is it that the universe talks back? But no, you can align your consciousness with the vibration of the universe to draw strength from it in the ways that serves your highest principles with that awareness. So that's me, you know, asking, I can ask God, you know, I can ask God for strength. I can ask God for focus. I can ask God for patience. I can pull these things out of the vibration of the universe through that model of God, that understanding of God, that communion with God. So it's communion. It's, it's, and, and I'm going to stop you when you're, and ask you. That's it. That is, <laughs> no, it was. Adam's religion, Adam, the love religion 101. I, and I know some people that are watching right now participated, but on December yeah. 19th, and I had to look back, and it, I don't know if you knew, it was, it was at noon was when the moon went 100% full. And that's why I picked that line. I sat in hot springs, and I asked everybody in the producers club and everybody in the Adam versus the man channel, please pray meditate i said whatever your thing is have a moment of universal have your moment meditation of universal peace and, and think of the collective and peace and i told them that you'd be joining us and you, you just yeah. make, you know, make me happy and because it was yeah. a weird phone call it was like it, it just god speaks to you right like yeah. 11 or 10 30 it, it just something in my head was like do this and then i called i was like look you got to tell adam you need him to meditate with us at noon and um, it was this weird knee-jerk, something from outside of me saying, I hope I hope it helped in the long run because you said communion and we're all interconnected. Science is even proving this now. Well even so just even even on a very other people yeah. it can create a bigger power. Even on a very superficial, non spiritual level. Direct scientific fucking mindfulness. Think about this. Take a minute to stop thinking about other things and just calmly think about this and see if it has some positive effect on you because you're directing your mindfulness, your attention one way or another. Take in charge of your own brain. That's freedom, right? What do you got? Uh, Whoosh WTF on Twitch. Consciousness is the universe communicating with itself and meditation is the self communicating with the universe. Yeah. So my, my Catholic priest friend who read part of the freedom book for a sermon in a Catholic church um, is going to be here tomorrow. Father Tim Ritchie, and um, we're gonna see if this uh, this idea is is can, can be built out and shared in a in a more practical way. And I'm I'm looking for his help and his his wisdom and his guidance. And he's been uh, the kind of Catholic priest, a good a good pantheist like myself, always wants as a friend and a mentor. We'll be here tomorrow, tomorrow morning, yeah, or before it gets snowy again, we are expecting more inclement weather. So if there are no comments we're missing, let's uh, let's have our last smoke weed every day and produce our comments and sign off. Weed every day. Jim, any final notes? Hmm. Nope, that's it. I gotta be very, very quiet. Uh, and it's not because I'm hunting wabbit. <laughs> All right. Find us for everything at t.me slash Adam versus the man with that. Well, peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness. Be excellent to each other.